The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleiner. Many, many years ago when I decided to do a radio talk show, I was asked what subject would I like to do because I was asked if I wanted a show. I said, I'll only do radio talk if I can be involved with water, the power of water. How exciting. On this planet Earth, we live, and when Gene Cernan was on the moon and he looked back, the last astronaut to sit there on the moon, and he looks back at that blue ball called Earth, he said, that has to be God's porch. I look at it that way, too, and I've been studying water for over 30 years and wondered what happened here to our planet, that we all are together, we all began together, it's going to hopefully last for eternity, but I have had a scientist on here once who said, Sharon, I'm sorry to have to maybe say this, but I don't know if man will make it happen for eternity, because we have to learn how to do that, and other planets turn to dust, and we can look at countries around the world, like Iraq, and Syria, and and Iran, and Jordan, and all these different countries, there became sand. And at one time, they weren't. So let's stop to think about what we need to learn and what we need to be part of. Is put Every day, get out of bed in the morning and realize this. And this is how serious this is. The moment you entered into this air, that in that the day you were born, you left a pocket of water, you entered into an invisible water called the atmosphere, humidity, moisture in the air. You don't see it to remind you. And that's the sad part. We don't have these little flags up reminding you and seat belts and all these things, stop signs to remind you. You're living in water. That is God's porch, the atmosphere. And when Earth first began... It began with water, and it has never stopped. But what happened to us as the society of people that became so smart that we left it behind? About the early 1900s, we decided we know so much that if it couldn't be patented, it wouldn't be worth much. So I'm, I'm looking at it this way. Water is the most important part of your life. You're bi- internally... You're mostly water. You have 50 trillion cells of molecules sitting there with water. Outside of your body, the skin is water. Water is your influence of all life. If you don't have enough water, healthy water, what is going to happen to the symptoms? They're going to get worse. More diseases, they're going to be out of rampant. 
more medications will have to be invented to keep up with the atmosphere changes in your symptoms. Remember when that baby was born, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Life, each person is that unique. So you hope to gosh you're drinking up to 10 10 glasses of fresh, clean water a day, safe water, and you're doing other things with your diet to make sure that you're digesting what you're eating because the, uh, your life and your health is the water first and everything you're eating second, and that adds to your attitude and your emotional state of mind. Just always remember that. But today, I want to get going. I'm not going to say anything further. We have a Dr. Gerald Pollack, Ph.D., a professor of bioengineering from the University of Washington. He's the editor-in-chief of Water in Seattle, Washington, Today the topic will be water and health, and I can I don't want to spend one more moment on my my outlook and my background. I want to to, to get Dr. Pollock on here. We're going to begin by talking, listening to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, which I am the founder of, has been studying water for many many years in the fresh water and the atmosphere. But we have products to compare to 100% water. One of them, I was asked by Ophthalmology Research if I could d- discover what is happening to dry eye. I was able to do that, and they asked me if I would launch a product. We launched Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture grade of water with just a mist to supplement the eyes because did you know the eye at the surface is 98% water? What is vision impairment? Dehydration of the eye. There's an evaporation caused because of the atmosphere in your body. So you need a supplement. No different than you're brushing your teeth and inventions of food and you learned how to sleep and all that. With just a mist, there's nature's tears eye mist to supplement the eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollock, are you with us? I am with you. Thank you for inviting me, Sharon. Well, I am honored. I have been reading about you. 
And I'm going to say it at the beginning of the show. I'm not going to wait until the end of the show. I hope you've been nominated and will be nominated for a Nobel Prize here. You are extraordinary. You haven't backed off. You've stuck with it. How long have you been studying water? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for your for your kind comment. Uh, well, um, we've been studying water for uh, experimentally for about, Ten years, and um, you might say uh, theoretically, uh, trying to understand what's happening in water in biology for maybe fifteen or twenty years, approximately. I started my mm-hmm. career studying mussels and uh, how how mm-hmm. mussels track. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, after after some time, you know, uh, we we realized that that people studying that anybody who tries to understand about muscles fails to uh, almost everybody fails to realize that the most important uh, uh, or what the most abundant uh, uh, entity inside the muscle is is water right right and nobody takes this into account uh, almost nobody mm-hmm. uh, and, and so having having spent so much time and so many years studying muscles and realizing that Mm-hmm. It's impossible for for the the uh, uh, mechanism, the prevailing idea about how muscles contract to be right, because they're not including the most important <laughs> element, the most abundant element inside the muscle. And so that began to get us interested in in water. Yes, that's I You know, I uh, I had a similar thing, but I'm not a PhD. But I had a similar thing, and I'll tell you where I came from when I started. Is so far back. I'm in my 70s. So far back, I was president of American Cancer Society for years, and, and I was chairman of the board of directors with the medical field of it and so on. And, and uh, every time we had a t- terminal a patient diagnosed with cancer, it was always startling to me, doctor, why the individual who probably could have lived passed away and the person who probably had it, the worst diagnosis lived through it. So I wanted to learn how we could prevent that stress on the individual so they would fight it, not back off of it. So I started studying, and as I started studying the body, and I got into water and water on the planet Earth and the atmosphere of water, I finally determined, oh, my gosh, we forgot about the water in the air that causes this vulnerability to our own environments, our own atmosphere. Well, yeah. Go ahead, please. No, please go ahead, finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I was just shocked. And then when I started studying the Earth's beginning and Earth's also vulnerability to needing and requiring water, for, and then I dove into fresh water, and I was so surprised. And then now that I'm where I'm at today with all the years and the millions of dollars I've invested in with my team and what we do is that, that, that you're right, what happened to this, all of this research? The water table of the body, the water influence of the outside of the atmosphere's water to the body, should never, it should never, uh, uh, it should never be satisfied, should I say. So far back, they did study it. As you studied way back in time, up to about the 1900s, they, they took it serious. They were studying it. Then all of a sudden, they dropped it off. And I learned this, and you can correct me, but I learned if it couldn't be patented, they didn't think it could be saved, the research oh. development. 
Well, I, there, there is there is certainly a, a lot of that. Uh, the the profit motive is 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 really a strong issue, and well, it, and protection motive, I guess. Protection, maybe. sure. I'll sure. give a little benefit of it too. I'll go. Uh, I'll be kind and say protection of your research and developments and findings, or and then can you turn it into money? Profit. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, correct. And you know, we've uh, being in the position that we are studying water, the basics of water. I I, I try to stay um, disconnected from from uh, various commercial entities because we actually want to test uh, different waters to see their effects on health and. If we're right. connected with any one company, then we we're the the independence is is lost, and there's the the uh, potential for being discredited because we're mm-hmm. interested in making profit from what we do. But but you bring up a a, a really interesting uh, point about about the importance of water, and that uh, the beginning of or 50 to 100 years ago, people stopped considering water as being really important to study. And, you know, I think, I think um, first of all, that this occurred as, as in biology especially, as people began to, uh, to realize that in, in, uh, in studying biology, they can break down cells and tissues down into molecules and study molecules. And when you study molecules and parts of molecules, you lose sight of the fact that hey, there's water <laughs> around there, right. and 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 so gradually people uh, in in this kind of reductionist approach, people lost sight of the fact that uh, water is well. I mean, we all know that uh, we're two thirds uh, water, but you know the water molecule is so small that to make up that two thirds volume, you need so many water molecules. It turns out if you do the calculation that Ninety-nine percent of our molecules, more than ninety-nine percent, are water molecules, and right. um, and and currently we've we've lost sight of that. And if you students who learn about biology and physiology, they learn about the proteins, they learn about the uh, uh, molecular biology and the DNA and, and and such. They don't learn about the water. It's almost hard to find the wa- word water in the index. <laughs> I know that. And in fact, uh, I found myself uh, pioneering what I was doing and wouldn't back off. And people say, your tenacity is amazing. I said, what does that mean? And one time, one of the heads of a big company said, you're like a pit bull. You won't let go. And I said, well, if that's the way it is, I'm not ever letting go. I believe... Doctor, the way you and your team believe and what you've done and what you will continue to do is you will be able to continually prove that these symptoms with our body and our life is because of the water, number one. Everything comes out second. Well, I, 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 I think that that may turn out to be correct I, 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 because, you know, hydration is a, is a real issue and I... I, I come to a, a, a book that I, I read recently. Probably you're aware of it. I don't know if your listeners are aware. It it, it has various names. It was written written by a uh, a guy who was in prison originally in Iran, and his name starts with Batman, B A T M A N, and it's a long name, hard to pronounce. It ends with a J, and so I I call him. Oh, Batmanji. Yes, right, I know. I, mean, you know I talked to him before he died. Oh, okay. They wanted to introduce me to him years ago, yeah. and uh, he was kind enough to call me, 
and uh, we talked. And yes, you're right. Yeah, this book, it, it was, it's called uh, Your Body's Many Cries for Water. Water, right. And it's, it's also called, in different, different editions, it's, uh, it's called you're not, you're not Sick, You're Thirsty. There you go, right. And this was, he was amazing because uh, while amazing. in prison. Yeah, he, while he was in prison uh, in Iran for political uh, reasons, mm-hmm. uh, he was a doctor, and so he, he, he was obliged to take care of all the other prisoners, yeah. mostly, I guess, political prisoners. And uh, he had nothing except water. And so when someone would come to him, he, he would try water. And it turned out that the water was so effective in curing so many different maladies that he began to study this uh, later in, in, in his life, too. And these books, which, by the way, I heard from his son, have sold more than a million copies. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. It's, it's cheap. And uh, so... But you know, um, uh, Doctor, uh, you've got a saying on here, which I picked up on. I've been at what I'm doing 30 years. I've had a product to compare to uh, to do what I do, and I'll tell you about it later. But un- uncovering nature's deeply held secrets is what this is about. What happened is I was shocked, and I'll go back to the patent, is the fact that what happened here when water is the most vital part of these symptoms and I have a pet word called dehydration. Yeah. Uh, did you have you noticed that the word hydration? Yes, but did you notice the word dehydration is not really taught in school? No, it's not in, taught in, at in all. In university, it's... I have a huge medical team, and there are surgeons and people all over the world, and scientists, and and they said, "Oh my God, I'm so glad you're bringing dehydration back into the uh, into it. I can do it probably sometimes easier than they can." Because that's all I do is study that, and then I compare them to products. Yeah, well, well, it's absolutely true. And people bring out the fact that you know, when you're young, if you feel if you're dehydrated, you feel thirsty. But when you're getting older, and and um, you know, of course, we have we have less water content when we're older. So so right. embryos maybe ninety percent water. Dehydrating to death. Yeah, we keep continuously dehydrating somebody who's. Who's in their seventies or so is perhaps sixty percent water by volume instead of eighty uh, percent when when you're born. And that's why that's why we have wrinkles because we're dried out. And uh, so it, it seems that the research has shown that we really need to 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 be hydrated uh, in in order Constantly. to be healthy. So I I, I I got a call from a few uh, a few weeks ago from a woman. Her name is Gina Bria, and uh, she's head of the hydration. Foundation, um, which I hadn't heard of before, but it seems to to exist. And she tells me the story about uh, about her ninety uh, seven year old uh, mother uh, being in a nursing home. And when her mother went into the nursing home, she looked around and uh, looked looked at all the people in the nursing home. They looked horrible, and she <laughs> thought they're 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 dehydrated. That's why. Yes. So she started them on, on chewing on the chia gel. You know chia, these chia seeds. I do. Yeah, chia yeah, seeds. okay. Yeah. And, and, and it seemed that uh, after they started doing that, the, the, the results were uh, so much better, a really obvious difference between the two. So it was then that I began learning about, uh, about chia gel and such. And I think mm-hmm. there is actually good reason uh, w- why the, the water that's contained in the gel is so effective. And um, 
uh, I don't know. I, I can tell you about this, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all based on what what we discovered, and uh, which well, is, you know what it is to help you for a second. Way back in time, in uh, countries like China, their yeah. their their outlook on the nature of of what they would do to survive became so nature to everything we're learning today to bring back to recognizing how important uh, all that information and that they've learned. Uh, I have absolutely. a Chinese scientist. I have she's a PhD, Dr. Effie Chow, and we've had her on, and she's part of my team now. And she's been a consultant to the NIH for years. She was appointed by President Clinton to bring um, this type of Chinese philosophy into our medical field and, and, and encourage it to be looked at and, and, and analyzed. But the, the thing is, is we have to, why did they, way back thousands of years ago, doctor, they hate, they made it, like you just said here, uh, uncovering nature's deeply held secrets. They had to because that's how they learned to survive. Yeah, for sure. There, there is so much wisdom uh, in 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 some of these ancient cultures, and the Egyptian and Greek and uh, all of the Asian cultures that right. we tend to reject. You know, Western medicine has developed its own its own approach, and right now it's it's pharmaceutically based. Uh, you know, you have a problem, you take a drug, and and uh, you know, and, we're coming... and the drug may dehydrate you because you didn't know that what your dehydration. You didn't know your what, what is happening to the body. Like, how many people do you know that went to the doctor and the doctor said, "Well, you're severely dehydrated," and they go, "What? What does that mean?" And I've even had cases where doctors themselves went to the doctor and found out they were severely dehydrated, and the doctor says, "Oh, well, we've got to bring back the word dehydration to this planet." It's this really is what's happening with the whole planet. Yeah, it, it, and that 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 really is 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 important. You know, there 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 are some some uh, types of water that seem to be uh, particularly effective in in um, in reducing uh, dehydration and actually uh, uh, in in some cases even possibly reversing pathologies. You know, we started the conversation with with cancer and. Um, some people dealing in what I guess people like to call alternative medicine um, have found that you know even even cancer and and uh, lots of other diseases and issues can can be reversed. And one of these I came to learn is is actually is is juicing. Uh, I don't know how how much the your your listeners know about this, but oh, we have a particular unusual group of listeners. They know what juicing means. Oh, okay, okay. So so <laughs> you know, but, even the medical field that listens, uh, they don't listen to this show unless they're uh, after the more natural or the water or the all this description you and I are talking about. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I guess I no, no. That's okay. That's okay. I wasn't but so, uh, juicing, you're right. It is. Well, yeah, but the reason, you see, I think, I think uh, it, it hasn't been exactly clear what the reasons are f- uh, for this, but I think we now understand the reasons because in the research that we've done, uh, uh, actually my last two books, uh, I'll just say a, a word about the new book uh, because many of your listeners might not know about it. It's called The Fourth Phase of Water. I'm looking at that this title right here now, and uh, just, just have fun. You describe to our audience the differences in water. 
Well, okay. So, um, first of all, let me back up a step and, and say that we all, we all know that water has three phases, solid, ice, uh, liquid, and, and vapor. But we found a fourth phase, you see, and, and that's what the book is all about. This fourth phase is um, a phase that, uh, that usually builds at, at interfaces between solids and liquids. So, so if you have a, a solid, particularly a charged or hydrophilic solid, and the water's next to it, the water in the vicinity of the surface changes its structure enormously. It's not even water anymore. It's, it's a vastly different, different structure. And there's a lot of it. And, um, and this occurs, this buildup occurs not only next to, to large surfaces, but also around molecules, um, that are either dissolved in water or particles that are, are, uh, suspended in water. It's all over the place. And, and, and as I said, it's different. And, and, it's built by light. So when you have oh, it's light... It's electrolytic. That, it's electrolytic? Well, I don't... I, it is electrolytic. Because uh, I was reading something. You said something like a battery. Uh, it's like a battery, right. And so this, this, this water actually has a so negative charge. It's attracting charge. the atmosphere. Um, that's how I think of a battery or the electrolytic side of our outside of our body because of the skin being 80% water attracting to the atmosphere. So you're saying that this fourth uh, water, phase of water, and, and describe that, uh, uh, that water again. I lost yeah, oh, Okay, so, so it's, it, it, in, in this kind of water, the molecules are all lined up. Line Ordinary up. liquid water, the molecules appear to, it's not so clear, but appear to be randomly uh, oriented with regard mm-hmm. to one another. But in this region, they're lined up just like a crystal. So some people call it liquid mm-hmm. crystalline uh, water. Mm-hmm. And this water, in general, has a negative charge. And the ordinary water or bulk water that's beyond it has the opposite charge. So you have minus mm-hmm. plus, and that's like a battery. And we found that this mm-hmm. battery actually can deliver electrical current. It's built by light, so the light that we receive, not just the visible light, but uh, infrared light and ultraviolet light, all of these tend to build up this, this kind of uh, water. Now, the, the key part for our discussion is that this is the water that fills our cells. Most of the water inside the cells are, are not the kind of water that's in a, a glass of water that you drink, uh, which is a commonly held or prevailing view, but it's really not. It's really uh, water um, is this organized liquid crystalline kind of water. And, of course, the evidence for this is presented not only in the fourth phase of water book, but the previous book, uh, Cells, Gels, and the Engines of Life. So, uh-huh. okay. And so you've got a lot of this uh, water in, inside your cells. If you think about it, it's not so unreasonable that you have this water because the inside of the cell is crowded with surfaces. It's crowded with proteins. It's crowded with other macromolecules. And any water that's next to any of these entities will, will be mm-hmm. the, this kind of interfacial water that I suggested to you. And now, what kind of so influence does that have to the toxin in the cell? Yeah. What type of influence would that fourth one have? Because for some reason I was going that direction too. It's when we start g- gathering all this toxin. Um, what, wh- where do you think that would fit? 
Well, n- nobody has studied that yet. However, I can okay. say that this this kind of water excludes everything, uh, practically everything. everything from it. So if you have a lot of that water inside your cell, if your cell is filled with it, good chance that, that those toxins uh, won't be able to penetrate at least close to the, the proteins. This, is, this needs to Here be we go, studied. I'm, I'm just speculating. At, at, I know, it's an analysis. Yeah, yeah okay. So, but it's sure better than a lot of people are doing, Doctor. Trust me. <laughs> well, you're you're you know, on the verge of a of a something happening here that you're going to be learning more and more. Now, uh, on that fourth, uh, when did you find uh, about fourth phase of water? It started with uh, actually with with studies by a Chinese guy, Chinese American, Gilbert Ling, who's now 94 years old. And this is how I really got interested in it. He professed that the water inside the cell was not like a glass of water, but the molecules were lined up. And mm-hmm. I, I became interested in, in this subject. I thought he had mm-hmm. really good evidence, although he was mm-hmm. highly controversial, as you, as you might suggest. And that's when we actually began serious studies of, uh, of, of the water. Um, and um, um, so, you know, be, beginning with, uh, w- with that, we, 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 we learned so much more about the nature of that water, and that's how... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how we understand now so many new properties of the water that give us mm-hmm. great insights into in, into health. And so, if you right. if you go back to the, to the role of dehydration, so you know, if you're dehydrated, it means your cells don't have enough water. If they don't right. have enough water, they don't don't have enough of this fourth phase water because that's what makes up most of the water inside. Uh, inside the cell. So if you can rehydrate, if you can get that water back into your cells again, then all of the proteins that do the work of the cell can function properly because they can't function without the water. You know, people who study... You know, we have to take... That's the only time I do it. I have one time around for our sponsor, and we're going to be right back. So don't you leave. Uh, I won't. I'll be here. This is exciting. you are. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, I think you've. You, I think I just died and went to heaven with this subject with you, Doctor. Okay. But anyway, we'll listen to our sponsor and be right back. Um, we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes is ninety-eight percent water, and when that eyelid opens, the organ of the eye is exposed to the atmosphere. The envision impairment is dehydration of the eye daily from birth and that if you should have vision impairment, you have a dehydrated eye, that you need to have a supplement. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. With just a, with a, that supplement, it's a tissue culture grade of water with just a mist. And we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. I'm Dr. Pollock, before we took that moment a break, yeah. you started out by discussing to the audience about the dehydration effect, but we were talking about the what was happening in the cell. You want to continue that on? Sure. So, so the cell, cells work, uh, do whatever they need to do, either contract or secrete or divide or whatever, <laughs> by virtue of proteins. And, um, you know, the, the uh, students who learn about proteins uh, learn about uh, proteins and how they move, fold, contract, expand, whatever, in order to do what they do. And it's taught as, as though they're in a vacuum, with no water, but of course there's water, and the water is an integral part of, of the protein, and, and the water that we're talking about is this fourth phase of water, this interfacial water that envelops every, every protein, and so the protein needs this to do its job, whatever its job is. If it doesn't have enough, that is, if you're dehydrated, can't do its job. So your kidney cells are not doing their filtration. Your muscle cells are not contracting as, as they ought to. Uh, your secretory cells are not, not secreting uh, hormones and such uh, as, as, as they ought to. In order to get these uh, um, cells to work again, uh, you need to hydrate, rehydrate them. And so you need water to do that. And if now, you, before you go on, let's say something there. What have you been doing with your uh, analysis? We have a controversy going on on this planet that tea is water and tea. There's water in juices. Did you, what did you determine? That they should be drinking and hydrating with plain water, or did you find that other area that, well, I suppose if they're drinking water in the tea and and water in the coffee or water in the juice, that is a supplement, too. What, did you, what is your analogy on that? Uh, okay, again, you know, we, we, haven't, we haven't studied this directly in great detail. However, the principle is this. We want to restore uh, the, uh, the original water that's in the cell, and that's mostly this fourth phase uh, water. So anything you can do to get this... Uh, um, um, water uh, back inside the cell, replace the original water is good for you. And, and other kinds of waters that don't do this as well are, are less good for you. So, so it's not always clear that drinking tea or coffee or whatever will do that uh, particularly well. However, if well, you... What would we do, doctor, if the planet drank water? Let's say the Earth's planet, because fresh water on the Earth is so vital. Those those streams and those lakes and those rivers that are that rain coming down, fresh water is so vital to the uh, hydration of our planet Earth. What if we do what you said here, uncovering nature's deeply held secrets? In other words, if nature spilled down uh, mixtures of coffee or mixtures of juice, mixtures of of tea, would that hydrate the planet and have healthy fresh water? 
put Starbucks out of business, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're up there in Starbucks country. I'm down here in Dutch Brothers country. Have oh, you ever okay. heard of Dutch Brothers coffee? But back to, back to this idea. No, I try yeah. to get everybody to think about drinking during the day, including, on top of everything else, fresh water. Yes, fresh water, in, in, inevitably. And, and um, you know, the rainwater, we, we found that the droplets in rainwater contain their, you know, they have an envelope around them. They have a, um, a sheath, and that sheath we found, and it, it's in the book that I mentioned, is, is this fourth phase water. And so... I'll be darned. Oh, yeah, it, it, fascinating. It, yeah, it's possible if you... Uh, that, if ha- you that atmosphere to me is another one that has been, because that's water. And uh, when, just because you can't see it. And uh, when I went back and studied it uh, with common sense, uh, and I liked the fact that you brought up that a lot in your dialogue of your discussions, common sense, uh, with what science is all about, is the fact that uh, when Earth began with the moisture around the Earth, and then came a droplet of water, and then came fresh water, and then came life. Oh yeah, it's a, the, absolutely. As we all know, it's a, it's essential for for life. But I just want to put in add one more to this, this, and that is deep spring water. You know, the water that we get from down underneath, and uh, usually aqu- that, from our aquifers. Yeah, the aquifers. Usually, there's well, there's got to be a lot of pressure because the water is way down uh, un- underneath, and we found. We found that if we exert pressure on water, it builds this interfacial, uh, this fourth phase uh, water. Um, and, 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 and so, and people who have taken samples of water, and we've tested them, and we, we found that uh, we haven't tested many of them. The ones that we've tested appear to contain uh, this fourth phase water. And so, wow. if we drink huh. water that contains this fourth phase uh, water, uh, then... In all likelihood, and we're testing this right now, uh, in all likelihood, that rehydrates better than um, ordinary more, tap water. It has water. more absorption. Absorb- more absorption, right. And absorption is really, that's the critical issue. Uh, see, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cells are negatively charged. This is well known. And um, the water that I'm, I'm talking about, interfacial water, has, I mentioned a moment ago, has plus and minus separated, so right. it acts like a dipole, plus on one side, yeah. minus on the other. And if the cell is negatively charged, it pulls in that dipole, it attracts the positive end, and mm-hmm. the negative end is trailing behind, and sucks it in very quickly, you see. So mm-hmm. it's got that, that advantage. So it's possible that the waters that hydrate very well, I emphasize we're testing this, um, uh, it's possible that that kind of water is pulled in and rehydrates your cells better than, uh, than other kinds of waters, for example, coffee or tea or that, right. that we mentioned. Well, you know, there, there was a scientist at one time said to me years ago, he was very amazing. He said, Sharon, the cleaner the water, the wetter the water, the dirtier the water, the heavier the water, which means it had something in it. Oh yeah. Well, you know the people in uh, in 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 the mountains in Tibet who live for a very long time. Um, their water is muddy and full of full of all kinds of minerals, and they live for a long time. And um, you know, around these these minerals that um, I mean, cleanliness is really not the issue. Around these minerals that are in the water should be the fourth phase, and um, mm-hmm. 
And I've seen tests of it that indicate that that actually is the case. But for the tourists who come to drink the, the water, they filter it for the tourists because the tourists won't drink the water that seems to have a lot of, uh, well, junk, junk in it. But sometimes this junk can be really uh, healthful uh, for, yeah. for you. It's not so clear that pure, so-called pure water that's de- devoid of everything. Uh, Victor Schauberger, the famous naturalist, called it dead water. It really has no vitality to it. But the water that's flowing, uh, that full of vortices and has minerals uh, in it, that could be the water that is, is good for your health. Mm-hmm. I just w- now, would that be the water now in, in, the, in Tibet? That's water that's not so much in the aquifers, but flowing on the surface of the uh, of the Tibetan. Country. Yes, that's that's true, and I, that brings me to another point about about ice melt. So they're they're drinking basically water from the uh, glaciers that's mm-hmm. melting to create the rivers that uh, from from which they they drink. Now, fourth phase water as a structure that's almost the same as ice. It's slightly different from ice, but it's not ice. And, and I present the evidence for this in, in, in the book. When ice melts, it turns out that the ice doesn't melt into H2O, into the ordinary water. It melts first into this fourth phase water, which is similar mm-hmm. in structure to ice, and then to ordinary uh, uh, water. And if you want to freeze the water... You start from water, and you first convert. It first converts to fourth phase water, and then to ice. So the fourth phase is right in there, is right in the center of things. So, when the glacier melts, um, the in- initially melted water is just full of fourth phase water. And mm-hmm. I think this could be the reason why the water that the Hunza, for example, that that they they drink, it's got not only minerals in it um, yeah, that it picks up as it as it flows, but it also has um, large amounts of fourth phase water, and that mm-hmm. possibly could be the reason for their longevity. Again, needs mm-hmm. to be tested, but uh, it's possible. Right. Well, that, and and then I got uh, uh, and and I hope you guys include. Uh, the atmosphere with your studies too, because that atmospheric water, that invisible water, has a, a very uh, much of an influence on our inter- our bodies and what is happening internally. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, it, clearly it, it it must. Um, I mean, it's the water that evaporates and and comes keeps us alive. Uh, once that baby was born and entered into that air we live in, that invisible water. That atmospheric water is vital to our everyday living, and yes, drinking. Uh, I I always say to everybody, and I don't know what you say, but eight to ten glasses of water in a 24-hour period, it's a solvent. A lot of men say, "Oh my gosh, then I have to go to the bathroom." So what? Go detoxify. I think uh, women also say they have to go to the bathroom. They do, but, but not as much as men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, now, yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> I, won't, I won't comment on, uh, on okay. that. But, now, I, had, I, I, don't uh, know. I have yeah. a scientist on here from NASA, and, uh, and I brought this up. Uh, I said, you know, when you're out there in these other planets and you're looking back at Earth, at the influence that our planet Earth has because we have the water, we have the atmosphere of water has this influence on the rest of the solar system. It has to. It has oh, yeah, well, well, sure. And actually, you know, you brought up a point you can't see the water in the atmosphere, but sometimes you can, uh, right, because if it's humid, you know, if it's That's humid, exactly. 
Yeah, like in right. Washington, D.C. or in Kyoto or whatever, you look out and you can hardly see the next building because uh, you hardly see... Moisture in the air. Yeah, the air is full of these... And, and it's the air... The, the moisture is, is contained in these little... We call them... Well, it's called aerosol, vest, aerosol droplets, but... I uh, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a nice, nice word. Aerosol droplets. Yeah, uh-huh. and we found... One, one of the results that we found is that when evaporation occurs from your Starbucks coffee or, or from hot tea or, or whatever, it occurs in not one molecule at a time, but in these tiny little droplets... So these, mm-hmm. and and that's why you can actually see the vapor uh, when mm-hmm. w- if if you if you put a you know if you have hot coffee or hot tea and you have a dark background you can actually see the vapor coming yes, up you can. you can see it because it contains not molecules that are evaporating but clusters huge clusters uh, of mm-hmm. of little water droplets and that's what rises into the air and our humidity actually doesn't consist of individual molecules that you can't see but actually consists of these little droplets that are all over the place. And exactly. if you have too many of them when it's humid, then it mm-hmm. blocks the light and you, everything becomes fuzzy and you can't see mm-hmm. uh, more than uh, a few hundred meters and uh, such. And, and these little droplets actually are what coalesce to form the clouds. See? Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, that's something I was going to tap on today, and I had it in my notes toward the end of the show here, is... Our bodies having uh, uh, the, the water and uh, and the molecules and the influence inside the body and the humidity that must be inside the body of, of the relationship of water in the body and the body's 98-degree temperature. But outside the body, living with the rest of the planet Earth and all those in vulnerability of influences uh, are so important to uh, our outlook on what is happening to absorption and what is happening to the influence in the body. But outside the body, the influence of that is, is unbelievable today. And that's something that's been overlooked. But well, like yeah, uh, for, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it brings to mind how how we retain our water. Of course, we lose so much of it uh, to to the environment and we need when we breathe out and from our skin and whatever, and, and we need to compensate for that by getting more. Mm-hmm. If, if it's really humid outside, it reminds me of this study of this guy from India, perhaps you, you heard of, who claims that he hasn't eaten or drunk anything for 65 years. He's in an extremely humid place in, in India, and so the question is whether he actually can, if true, and I believe this is actually true because I've seen the evidence of people who have studied this guy for a period of a couple of weeks, uh, a group of 15 doctors that absolutely certify that at least for the period of, of, of two weeks he didn't, didn't eat anything, didn't drink anything. And um, the question is where does he get his water, uh, let alone where does he get his food. And, and um, well, uh, it... it seems that he could get his water from the atmosphere, which is just right. saturated with, with water. Um, I had an individual who's Hindu who s- said that to me, that their faith is believing in that. And oh, believe, that the yeah. atmosphere with water and the humidity is absorbing life into them with the spirit of what they believe in. Yeah, well, I, I mean, something like that is entirely possible. That, uh, yes, it is. 
it seems that people who, who meditate uh, uh, a lot, that their physiology changes radically and markedly. And, and, so. and, and, and breathing, learning. Uh, this is something else about it, too, that I hope you guys study. Because the body is water and outside the body is the, the atmosphere, that breathing exercise we do that we need to learn to do, I don't do it enough. Uh, I try to think about it, but that breathing in and letting out, breathing into the nasal passages, letting it blow out to the mouth, we've got to learn, because Earth is doing that. Earth has to do that to live in the universe, with it, at the solar system, the way it does. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, are you, uh, are you, are you getting to the point of why, why the atmosphere sticks to the Earth and doesn't... doesn't... Oh, I, in fact, when the CERN group did you remember, and I know you did, when the CERN group last year, was it last year or the year before, they came up with, uh, understand, there's about 75% of our atmosphere above the moisture, I was thinking, uh, is uh, that uh, dark matter. Oh, uh, well, no, did you hear I, that report? I didn't see that particular report, but uh, I, I know various discussions of. Um, right, but, right. Yeah. And you but, know what I did immediately, and with your background, um, immediately I thought, aha, uh-huh, that's why that moisture is, st- is st- staying close to Earth because of that dark matter. They haven't understood exactly what it's all about. And I called up and I said, I have a feeling it's holding that moisture because uh, people have for many years wondered, why is it that moisture hugs the Earth like it does? Well, I think one of the reasons it hugs the Earth is a reason that is a simple reason, and um, it's a, a reason why everything in the atmosphere hugs the Earth, and, and it's really simple uh, that it's known that the Earth is negatively charged. I'm, I'm there not we sure. Go. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the atmosphere is positively charged. So there we go. It's real simple, yeah. you know. Plus yeah. attracts minus, and so if you look from. Um, from from the moon uh, toward the Earth, and you see this uh, the atmosphere, or from some distant point, you see this thin layer, relatively mm-hmm. thin compared to the diameter of the Earth. This thin layer clinging to the Earth. I think the reason is simply that the atmosphere is, has a net positive charge, um, and mm-hmm. and the Earth has net negative charge. So the two now we're back together. to that cloud system. Now we're back to what you said earlier. This is all influencing. When we have bodies living on the earth that are water, that are um, adding a moisture level to the atmosphere because of our bodies and the blade of grass and the trees, and we could go on. But that fresh water that on the surface of the earth has, an, has a, a, a great influence. Fresh water. It cannot all be down in the aquifers, and it cannot all go to the ocean. Has a great as, influence as you, on what? I'm not sure. On, on the atmosphere. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, therefore, and, and a scientist from NASA that I've had on here, a 35-year-old, 35-year veterans have said, Sharon, you are right that the, uh, the human life has an influence. The moisture, the fresh water on the surface of the earth has an influence. We can't let it all run to the ocean because that has an influence on our cloud system. Oh yeah, so yeah. So if you let it all drain down to the to the ocean, or it all drain down to the aquifers, we're in trouble. Yeah, we've well, got to we're, start thinking we're, we're about in trouble in, in in so many ways re- regarding water. Well, I think. we're gonna you and I and a bunch of us are gonna back that up. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what, how, what. By the way, doctor, how old are you? I'm 72, and I lately I've had people saying, Sharon, come on. You, you haven't got that many more years. I said, I don't. 
I thought uh, I was going to live to be 180. <laughs> well, I expect to live to 182 or approximately. Oh, good. Because... I want you to come with me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're we're in a similar bracket, and, and tell your um, tell your staff, and uh, I'll tell all. I told all my team, you guys better keep up the speed here because we got a lot to do here. Do you know that Peter Brabeck, who's the chairman of Nestle, has made a sta- statement about a two year, a couple of years ago that. Nature is so important, but we need to improve nature to be better. And people go, oh, my gosh, we can't do that. Well, they didn't understand what he meant. You can't just go over and drink any water out of a stream you want. It could be bad water. You can't go pick the berry. It might be a bad berry. You have to get up in the morning and learn that there is a technology to understanding, like you're doing with your research team. There's there's an understanding here of what the nature is all about and how to protect it and improve it for long term, like we want Earth to last forever. Yeah, well, uh, we've we've been exploiting it, uh, uh, and uh, in, in a way that uh, obviously. Um, you know, we need we need somebody to, uh, to I don't know take take charge of this and and help us to or help the planet to to preserve itself for for because we've been exploiting it uh, wantonly and uh, something needs to be done. Well, I don't need to tell you uh, that. Well, but the but the audience, you know what it is, doctor. We need to remind each other. We get up every day. We're very busy. We're communicated to death too. Everything is either today listening to radio, television, iPad, computer. I mean, we're on the run. Have you ever noticed that time is going so fast? Even a little child, they're not as bored as they used to be. Time is going fast. And we need to realize with each other on the planet what we have here. But water has to be the priority. It has to be. It has. It cannot be. And that's where our politicians need to be reminded, like we're reminding each other. Uh, you're reminding all of us with what you're doing. Uh, we've only got a minute left, darn it, uh, and I hope to ca- have you some other time when you have a free moment on some other subjects, but tell us what you want us to know about what your lab has been doing. Uh, it's all... Uh, it, it, since the book was uh, just published a few months ago, I, I think it, it's almost all in the book, and what I can say in one minute is I, it's nothing, but I would encourage people to have a look at the book. It's the, the fourth phase of water. And, um, yeah, now, can they get that on Amazon? Yeah, sure, okay. Amazon okay. or ebnerandsons.com is the publisher's okay. website. Uh, there may be some special deals but the fourth phase of water, and it's really meant for the non-expert. Uh, the, the, many of the things I've discussed here, plus so much more that I couldn't possibly discuss, is is in the book. And um, well, well of- next time we'll hit more into that. But I really enjoyed you educating us all and the audience about where you're coming from and what your lab is doing with your team. Um, oh my gosh! And um, I hope to gosh that uh, with the atmosphere that we've been studying and the fresh water and what you've been doing, there could be a lot of breakthroughs in these symptoms in time. So d- don't ever back off. It's, it's, it's the future of solving those symptoms. I truly believe that. Well, thank you, Sharon. It's been a pleasure and happy to be back again. Uh, thank you. you thank you. And it was nice to talk with you, and we wish you all well. Okay. And you be you. well. Okay. Thank Goodbye. You. Thank Bye. you. Goodbye. I knew this was going to be an exciting show for me, and I hope it is for you to listen to oh. because there's so much to learn. 
With there's, water. A, there's really so much. It is a bit frustrating because there's so much to talk about and hard to do it in in the short uh, term of an hour. It is. It's not long enough. That's why I never have but one commercial. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you have to do what you have to do. I didn't realize, so you were president of the American Cancer Society. One time, long, long ago, and then I started this company. Yeah. But I'm out of time right now. I wish I could hardly wait to have you on again. Okay, we'll do it again. You have a nice day, and you be well. Bye. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for all listening, Uh, and I always say at the end of the show that water is the most valuable part of your life, the power of it. Without it, you won't have a future with your generations and people. So join on the bandwagon with the rest of us, our crusade. The power of water has got to be the priority. Embrace your life every special moment. And But Earth whispers to us, as we did today, don't take it with you. Leave that power of water behind. And let's, let's all get serious about what we need to do for all life on Earth for eternity. I want to thank you for listening. You have a special day. I like this was a special show. And you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.